Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV. Jenkins, I'm in Hollywood, California. It's Thursday. It's 5 o'clock on the West Coast, and that means my program is on. What I love to do every week is bring you stimulating conversations. Sometimes it's with uh, an author like it's going to be today. Sometimes it's a celebrity. Sometimes it's a thought leader. But I'm always talking about topics that are important to you. How do I know they're important to you? Because you're tweeting me at Corey Jenkins or visiting me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Corey Jenkins and saying, Corey, these are the things that are important in my life. These are the things I'm curious about. Would you put something like this on your program? And so if you've seen my program before, you know that occasionally I will do an entire show that I call Real Men, Real Answers. About once a month I do that, and I try to bring in men who I know are willing to be honest with you about the experiences that they're having in their lives. A lot of times it's about relationships. Sometimes it's about um, them finding some sense of purpose in their life. It could be about anything that's really a men's issue. Well, this week is kind of a mixture. Um, I'm not going to have other men in the studio. However, I am going to be joined by somebody that I'm very excited to have here. Uh, it is author Linda Gross, and she is the author of Mastering Women. What a great title to a book. Thank you. Thanks so, for having me on board. You are welcome, Linda. And for those of you uh, just tuning in here, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I want to get to know Linda. I want to get to know the content of her book. But I'm also going to do what you've probably seen me do on this show before, too, which is I'm going to incorporate some of my personal stories. Um, when I do Real Men, Real Answers, I try to divide it up um, among myself as well as my other male guests. But I knew after looking at some of the content in Linda's book that the best way to bring you the best conversation was really to just have a one-on-one -on -one with Linda. And uh, by the way, Linda has also agreed to do the same thing that I've always asked my guests to do, which is she's also willing to be here not only as an expert, as an author, but to also incorporate her personal experiences into her shares as well. So again, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. So you are a men's advocate. And by the way, your website is... Uh, TheMensAdvocate.com TheMensAdvocate.com Okay, yes. great. Um, when I saw this and I thought, interesting, so you champion men being men. And I think this is brilliant because, and here's where I bring some of my personal story into this, is because I definitely don't think of myself as the kind of guy who isn't a real man. However, I have been so open to learning various philosophies on life, various teachings, that at times I have felt like a lot of what people have taught me in the realm of spiritual or personal development uh, took me away from being somewhat of the man that I always knew myself to be and interestingly enough I sort of went through the experience of disproving that because it didn't work for me quite frankly oh, so wow. what inspired That's a good re relevation yeah 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 it really was and I'll share more about that but tell me how you being a woman decided it was important for you to become an advocate for men and and then to write a book called Mastering Women, which in a second I'll ask you about that title because I think that's it's interesting to think of mastering women. But what inspired you to become who you are as an expert? I was a little girl and I was watching women's lib go down in the early 70s. And even as a little girl, I, I had to do a head slap. Like, what are these women talking about? Don't they know that women have all the power anyway? Don't they know this? So I, I have to do, because it's a live show, when I hear you say something like that, I have to yeah. interject real quick. Yeah. How do women have all the power? Well, we have veto power, which means you have 51% control. And the person, Just by the sheer population? No, or? we have the ability to say no, right? You, the, per, the guy wants to come in, we either allow that to happen or we say no. Okay. So okay. it's the person that has the last word is the one that has the power. Interesting. So a lot of women overlook that. You they, saw that. They totally overlook that. They, and they think, well, it started in the workplace that there was an injustice in the workplace that women weren't earning as much as men. And there are a whole host of reasons why that is. And I will probably write an upcoming book on that. Um, so they focused on that, and they focused on being barefoot and pregnant, which, okay, it did exist. And they focused on being, you know, put under the man's thumb, both in the household and also in the workplace. Okay, that did exist as well. Very interesting. So you really recognize sort of this victim mentality. Yeah. And my role model at the time was Jackie Kennedy. Okay. And there was a very famous um, 
summit that she went to, she uh, went with JFK um, to meet uh, the then President Charles de Gaulle. And it was a very important treaty that they had to sign and et cetera, et cetera. And it turns out that she stole the show. Hmm. And so when JFK finally went to the podium, she was such a big hit that he said, you know, I'm the man who accompanied Jackie Kennedy to this, oh, that's interesting. you know, worldwide historical event. Like, I was, like, chopped liver because mm. she, like, ran the whole show. And he said this publicly? Yeah, he said this publicly. You can, you know, you can look it up online and, sure, or yeah. go to my website. I actually have the, oh, okay. the, the article from that time. So... Is it a video? Is there actually video of it on your website? I don't know if there's video, but the the article article. is there. So um, I tend to agree with Jackie Kennedy that you can be as submissive and, you know, blend into the fold as you want, or you can be, you know, all all the way to the other end of the Mm -hmm. spectrum, which is dominant and aggressive and, you know, a capable business person. Um, you could be capable of earning the same amount of money or more money than the man. It's all in how you play your cards. Very interesting. So I'm going to underscore something here real quickly because, folks, on this program, we are going to dive into questions about dating. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about emotions. But you pointed out something that it's not as catchy. It's not as marketing savvy as I think a lot of people are looking for. You use the word choice. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, and so I just need to underscore this at the beginning, that all of this comes from a person ultimately having a choice, right. regardless of what they're told about themselves because they were born into a woman's body or a man's body. Right. As an adult, conscious human being, we always get to choose. Am I going to do what I'm told to do as a particular gender in this case, or am I going to exercise volition and do what feels right for me? Right. I mean, we can let our subconscious processes kick into place and just be a sheep and go with the flow. So what makes us different than the animals is that we do have the ability for cognitive thinking, you know, human thinking, higher level thinking. And with that higher level thinking comes choice. So, you know, you can have a certain upbringing, a certain background. You could be dealt a certain, you know, play of cards. But it's how you choose to play those cards that will decide what's going to become of you. So I'm talking to Linda Gross. She's the author of Mastering Women. And for this book, you interviewed 20,000 men, correct? Yes. Uh, how do you interview 20,000 men? Do you, uh, how do you find them? How do you visit? Is it a lot of phone calls? How did you interview these people? I was writing a daily column. I was writing a daily blog. And through that, people were emailing me questions. What about this? What about yep. that? And so um, I am was very popular at the time. So a good many of them I I am. Some of them I emailed back. But mainly to get through that many people, it's got to be all digital and all online. There were a lot of conversations that I had, like three and four conversations concurrently, you know, and I was able to (laughs) keep it straight. But but it just got so juicy because I would ask a particular question and it wasn't one set format. It wasn't one questionnaire. I would always personalize it to the person to whom I was speaking. And, you know, I would ask a particular question, say, for example, and I got 500 responses, the same exact answer back. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. Let me keep going. And then I got a thousand answers the same exact way with like no variation. And I and I this thought, wow, I'm really onto something. You know, like the hairs in the back of my neck stood up, and I kept going and going, and 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 of course that led to, uh, led to the book. Look, well, and and we're gonna take a break here in a quick minute. But for those of you at home, you're wondering what 20,000 men had to say. Uh, let me give you just a quick highlight. Uh, we're gonna talk about how men and women are different. We're gonna talk about um, the happiest days in a woman's life, which you might want to be aware of. We're gonna talk about why the nice guy does not finish first. And we're also going to talk about the top 10 ways to get the woman that you want. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. I'm with author Linda Gross. Well, this is just between us, but between us, let's get high. Sean Astin here. You may know me from Goonies, Rudy, The Lord of the Rings, but actually my calling is as a political radio show host. So I am proud to announce that I'm bringing my show, Vox Populi Radio, right here to T-Radio V. 
Radio and TV. Thursdays, 12 to 2, live. Did I say that it's live? Live. Call in, tweet in, check in. It's going to be your show. Hey, I'm Ricky Rackman. I've been on TV and radio for about 20 years. Jeez. And I've taken you to some pretty cool places, but now it's time for you to tell me where to go. You see, in July, I'm going to be riding my motorcycle all by myself over 8,000 miles from L.A. to New York and back from Mexico to Canada, all over America. And I'm not sure where I'm going to go. So I need you to tell me where to go. This is where you come in. You watch T-Radio V this Saturday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and tell me where to go. Call in. Send me some video clips. Send me some pictures. We're going to have a lot of special guests. We're going to have some really cool videos of previous rides featuring members of Guns N' Roses and Five Finger Death Punch and, of course, Faster Pussycat. So do me a favor. Watch this Saturday night at T-Radio V for Ricky's Ride, the opening act, and follow my entire ride on Twitter. Here is my Twitter handle because I know I spell it kind of weird. And by the way, the entire ride is sponsored by Death Wish Coffee. Hey, what's up? I am Scott. And I am Ken. We are not the Chemical Brothers, but we are are the Crystal Method. And you are watching T-Radio V. Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV. Hey everyone, I'm Corey Jenkins. I'm still in Hollywood, California. I'm sitting down talking to Linda Gross. She's the author of Mastering Women. And more, maybe not more importantly, but what got my attention was some of the... Um, the mantras that you have publicized out there, including a quote. And guys, if you can throw this up, I really appreciate it. But you said, I blame women for the lack of good men so prevalent today. And I thought that was very fascinating. And it's related to what you were sharing in the first segment, which is that as you were watching uh, this women's lib movement, you recognize this power of choice among women. Um, but tell me specifically what you mean about blaming women for the lack of good men today. And I, I know you've also said things like, you know, you know, uh, men just aren't that manly anymore, and that there's something going no, on. No, they so, certainly are not. <laughs> so t- tell me your opinion, tell me your perspective, and what's behind that quote? What's behind that quote is originally it got started. This male ba- bashing got started due to women's lib. They tried to get equal pay for. Um, They got equal pay for equal work, and uh, they couldn't solve that problem. So what they did instead was to take it out on men and male bash. You mean they didn't get equal pay for equal work? They were not able to solve that problem, right. Right. So um, now we've had a situation of several decades and a couple of generations of men who are just being put down, feminized, devalued, you know, you're stupid, you're a caveman. Well, they seem to be you're, absorbing you're, it a little bit, right? I mean, you're saying that men are actually responding to this and and becoming less manly. Right. So, so they're actually taking on some of right. this critique. Right, they are. They are adopting it. And I guess the, the reason why they would adopt it is because fear of not getting sex from women. Which is a, a stupid way to handle it, primal, so I get it. I mean, I get it, but there are other ways to handle yeah, a situation. Yeah, I'm, it's really interesting that you bring that up because I've thought about this before, and, and I'm, I'm this person who has really, I have strived, strove, whatever the, whatever the uh, yeah. term is for that, to identify what those unconscious behaviors are in me. I've asked myself constantly, why do I do what I do? What is the psychology behind what I'm doing, especially if it doesn't work for me in my life? And I did find that sometimes um, in relationships with women, I had to find a different way to go about getting what I want. But it mm-hmm. really comes back to what you were talking about, which is ultimately trying to get sex. And if, I, if I'm not just a plain old animal that runs around and gets it wherever it wants, there are other mechanisms in me that might recognize, oh, if I act like her critique of me is true and then I become a little softer, it might actually be the way for me to get what I really want anyways, but it always backfires because I find that it's not being true to myself. Right. And not only that, unfortunately, the woman takes advantage of you. So, you know, she will manipulate you. That's that's one way to do it. Sometimes unconsciously even. Un- it's Probably it's complete, most of the time. Most of the time. It's unconscious. But 
ultimately, at the end of all that ritual, she doesn't respect you. Mm-hmm. And what guy wants to walk around town not being respected by his woman? You so know, th- it's it's a backfire on both sexes. It really is. And, you know, this is funny. This is one of the few times I've ever hesitated to say something publicly on camera. But I feel like I've been through this recently. Um, it's funny. I rarely hesitate on camera to tell personal stories. But I got into a relationship uh, with a woman who I think found me to – she loved my masculinity. She loved that I was on purpose. I did what I did. And without me knowing it in that relationship, I think that's part of what happened was um, I I made some different choices, things that I I thought were going to be better for us as a growing family, Mm -hmm. but ultimately were less manly. And I don't know if she knew it. I think she figured it out, but I think she became less attracted to me as a result of that. And, you know, the relationship status is currently in a separated status, but I'm very aware that that's one of the things that really affected our relationship was me not being manly and her losing some interest i have some really clear uh red flags that a guy can look at and implement because you cannot on this subject you cannot ask the woman are you manipulating me (laughs) exactly thank you (laughs) You yeah you can't do that yeah we only have figured some of this out afterwards and even if you were dumb to to ask that question she doesn't really know in other words, her behavior is at such a subconscious level that she doesn't even know she's manipulating mm. you. So there are, I think it's in the, the chapter four, the nice guy chapter. Yeah, I was just gonna, there just are gonna quite a that. few red flags like, oh my gosh, I really am doing that. Oh yes, she's asked me to do you know, some of these behaviors and those are things to look out for. And I actually have words that you can say back to her. That they're not argumentative, they're not putting her down, but you are taking your line in the sand that I'm not going to do this, and here's why. So for those of you that want to buy the book already, you can go to Linda's website, uh, themensadvocate.com. You can also uh, Google Mastering Women with mm-hmm. Linda's name, and you'll find it really easily. And there's the book cover right there. Um, but you know, at least tease us a little bit. Give us a few of, of what those tips are. If, if there's a guy sitting out there watching this program right now, and he says, you know what? This might be me. I might be doing this. What are some of the red flags? Right. In the animal world, we call it territorialization, like in the canine world. So you're walking your dog down the street, and he's sniffing around. He wants to mark what the other dog's territory is, where did Mm -hmm. he pee, and where is my territory, where am I going to pee? It's just a natural human, I mean, natural animal instinct, right? So women have these same sort of tests that they give men. They don't know <laughs> what they're are doing they? it. What are they? I can't wait. <laughs> and it marks their man. It marks hmm. their territory. It sends a signal out to other women, lay off because this is my guy. Okay. Okay. One way that they do that is they make you walk their little shoe dog around the block. Do you ever notice how women don't walk their own shoe dog? Hmm. Ever. If it was 50% of the time, okay, I kind of get it. But it's almost never. You see this big ass guy who's like six foot three and, you know, 250 pounds, and he's walking a dog that's less than 12 inches. So you're saying that the woman is and, putting the man on display to right. kind of promote him so, as he's mine. Right. Because no, n- no normal most men are not going to have <laughs> we a are dog. In Hollywood. <laughs> are not going to have a dog that's 12 inches or less. Right. right. You're going to have a medium sized dog or a big dog. So, right? so what does a man do? So, Say no, I'm not going to walk so the damn basic, dog. So basically, when she's asking you to do this, it's parading you around the whole block, the whole ne- neighborhood. Lay off this man. Is, hmm. If you see this man randomly, this man is my man because he's walking my yep, dog. Yep. So metaphorically, I know exactly what you're talking about. But yeah. so you're saying that that's not good. I, I not sh- good. Okay. So as a man, I said, no, I'm not walking your freaking dog. Right. I mean, you can say it in a polite way and then change subjects and whatever. <laughs> you want to be polite. You want to be monotone. You want to be completely matter, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. No emotion into it. Uh, you know, sorry, honey. I. You know, I don't do that. Hmm. Or get yourself, the man should get themselves a medium dog or big dog, and then you can walk it together. That okay. that I get. But, but unless she's broken her leg in the last day, there's no reason why you should be walking her dog. So the, the mama's boy in me, which is not the dominant part of me, but it's in there, yeah. is a little confused right now. It's saying, yeah. isn't it sweet? And caring, which, by the way, I know is one of the top ten ways to get the woman I want. Right. Isn't that caring? Am I not going to come across as rude and piss her off if I say, 
I'm not walking the dog. Okay, but see how she inter. Okay, the reason why she's sending you out on the block is to announce you. Yeah, which in you know, a way is to the rest sort of the women caring. on the block. It's a insecure also, but from from the point of view, from her point of view, viewing you, it's a uh, it's it's a manipulation. It's she's actually kind of like, hmm, I got him to walk my dog. What else can I get him to do? Very How much does he love me? How much can I push this envelope? So it's really a test of respect or not. I mean, this is just a small one. They've got their they're bigger ones also in the book that are huge. <laughs> so <laughs> but it is a test. So even worse. Yeah. Question mark. Yeah. Would be a man who is already trying to predict the things that that same woman who would ask him to walk the dog would do and doing them in advance, right? I mean, that's that's even worse if the guy is trying to find all these ways to sort of allow her to manipulate him. I, I guess it, it just presents some confusion because I'm thinking to yeah. myself, if she appreciates me walking the dog, then I'm going to look for other things that she would appreciate also and do them for her because I care about her, but I'm trying to figure out where the boundary is. You know what? There's 10,000 things that you can do for her that show that you are a caring individual mm. and they'll, they'll mark up brownie points in the positive direction. This is not one of them. And there's not a lot <laughs> okay. that are in this red zone. There's only four. Okay. Holding her purse, buying tampons, Yes, you, you, have a, you have a, I mean, a section the, called Never Buy Tampons for Your Woman. Never. Not your mom, not your sister, not your girlfriend. I've never ever. Ever. So, you know, you can drive her to the store and you can let her go in, go in the tampon aisle while mm. you're in the magazine section or whatever other, you know, the shaving goods section or whatever. But don't you be the one to buy the tampon. Okay. Because, again, she's announcing to the checker and other females in line, this is my man who's taken. He's marked. I, I think I'm getting it. Guys, throw up that graphic <laughs> um, about about not being a nice guy. Um, this is a quote from Linda in her book about basically why women don't want a nice guy. And it's because you're being a pussy. That is from Linda, and I think it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It sounds like women, well, most women, don't want a guy who's going to be a pussy. Well, it's biological, and let me tell you why why it's so inherent for her. You know, let's roll this back 10,000 years ago in caveman days. In general, men are bigger, badder, stronger, faster for a reason, and it's for the safety of she and the family and the, the village, the community, what have you. So, um, you know, one of the red flags is don't hold her purse at the mall. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, if you hold the purse at the mall, that might be good, but it does not speak to if there is an emergency, there's a fire, there's an earthquake, there's a riot, there's some catastrophe. She wants to know you are in charge. Mm. The person that holds the purse at the mall or walks the dog or whatever, it's not, it's, not, it's not clear <laughs> whether you're going to step up to the plate if there's some big catastrophe. Interesting. So on one level, she might ask you that, not knowing that she's manipulating you. She, she may she even need know. it. She doesn't know. But at some other deeper level, when you say yes, you start walking the dog, you start holding the purse, she's going to lose her attraction to you. Right. Very interesting. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it goes along with, uh, you know, today it's very popular for women to say, oh, I love a sensitive guy. Right. I like right. a, well, that's like where we're going with the conversation. Cries. So, you know what? I have no problem with men expressing their emotions, but my advice to men is don't show that card for 90 days. Hmm. Don't oh, that's cry. Interesting. For 90 days because she has to first know that you have confidence once you've crossed that line and she knows for sure you are going to step up if there's some catastrophe happening then you can reveal that card so let me you know, ask the sensitive you card. a question about that and we have about 60 seconds before we go to break but so taking that same philosophy about yeah. waiting to show that sensitivity card let's say i'm in a relationship should i also pace how often I'm showing the sensitivity to it because I think wouldn't you agree that even in a relationship where you've chosen to be with somebody a certain like overdoing the sensitivity oh, is going to affect the attraction it, level definitely and you know all the women that say oh I want a crying sensitive man they are all lying I wish I could give you a video and audio tape with what they say behind your Very back interesting do not do it so yes Very in answer to your question I would say use it judiciously use it less than 10% of the time even if you're okay. like past the 90 day mark <laughs> use, use it judiciously uh, well if you guys are getting a kick out of this tweet me at Corey Jenkins you can also ch check out my Facebook page where I posted something about this yesterday I got a lot of comments when we come back from the break I'll talk about that I'm also going to ask Linda to share 
share more from her book called Mastering Women. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about what happens when we get into uh, the love phase, the relationship phase, and definitely talking about sex coming up after the break. Check it out, y'all. We back in the building. What's yes, going on? Sir, what it do? We got some super guests, super special guests up in the place. In man. the building, we got all five live in the building. Bone Thugs in the building. All five yeah, live we here, in the we house up in here. tonight, y'all. Not what's real. going on? Hey what's man, I had I had to come see what this TV radio one, y'all, what this all about. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? We got game on the line. Game, what's going down, baby? What up? What up, baby? What's Double. going on? Oh man, we got EPO Who is this on the phone with us? Yo, what up, man? It's Akon. Oh, Akon what in the building. Who is this on the line? It's Be Real. We got oh, Be Real. Oh, yeah. Be Real. Yeah. Yeah. What is we got on the line? This is Ty Dollar Sign right here. What up, Ty? Dollar Sign in the building. Hey, thanks to all the fans for stopping by. The Quick Fix with Crazy Ball, right here on T Radio V. Hey guys, I'm Destiny. Check out my show, Destiny's EDM Power Hour, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. here on T-Radio V. Every week, I talk about all things in the electronic dance world, including the hottest songs, DJs, latest news, and random facts, including how to dance on the moon when the beat drops. <laughs> every Tuesday at 4 p.m. here on T-Radio V. Radio in TV. Well, howdy. I'm Miss Laura, host of Miss Laura's Civil Wars. We do it every Saturday at 10 a.m. We talk about what's in the news that everybody's fussing and fighting about this week because y'all are rude. We have a roundtable of media experts and we bring in celebrity guests from the world of entertainment. So join us on Miss Laura's Civil Wars every Saturday at 10 a.m. on TRadioV.com. Radio and TV. Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV. Hey everyone, I'm Corey Jenkins. If you're like me at all and you have any interest in being successful in the dating realm or in a relationship or quite frankly learning how to connect better through sex, anything that involves connecting with another person in a relationship, then I think you're going to really enjoy the next 30 minutes is what we have left, which is what we have about left. I'm talking with Linda Gross. She's the author of Mastering Women. Um, we're having just an absolutely outstanding dialogue. And um, she also, and I, she also said this, and I'm quoting her. She said, I'm tired of the laziness and stupidity of women. The 20-something woman today only knows how to judge men on the obvious, his wallet, his tats, his car, and the size of his package. Why is that? What is is this a generational thing? I mean, it's a generational thing. Um, again, I'm pointing the finger back to women's lib days. It was the highest divorce rate in our history. Mm -hmm. The reason why that is is because of the invention of the pill. The invention of the pill finally gave control over the woman's body. Pay attention, to, folks. This to, is a very interesting <laughs> point. So, for those of you who haven't thought about it, the pill's only been around since when? Um, it was invented in the mid-60s. Um, it, it came on the market like the late 60s, but it didn't go mainstream until the early 70s. And Women's Lib was 73. So, so it took you, a few years before it got into everybody's you know, uh, medicine cabinet. And I'm sorry I'm interrupting. I want to let, let you go on. But yeah. for anyone out there who's in my generation, which is the Gen Xers, or you millennials who are watching this, Try to imagine this. This is like for us. This is like imagining the world without internet. We just can't imagine yeah. the world without the pill. But get this: there was a time when a woman had to severely worry about getting pregnant every single time she had sex. Whereas right. today, pregnant in, in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's something that's. I mean, of course, there were sometimes abortions, but that was highly unsafe. But there was just right. a lot more contemplation that went into, "Am I going to have sex?" Whereas today, most people are actually worried about sexually transmitted diseases or something else, very few people get worried right. about actually being pregnant. Right. So 
Tell, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but so yeah. why did that affect us so much? So with that liberty, the pill gave them liberty to delay pregnancy. So in that delayed time zone, they were able to go to more school. More control over their bodies, more, more control, control over their lives, their, arguably. Exactly, in all ways, yes. Uh, they were able to enter the workforce. They were able to pursue a hobby or passion or whatever it was they wanted to do, even if they wanted to delay it by one year or it could be to, by 10 years or however long they wanted to delay it. So it gave them a lot of power hmm. to do that. Super interesting. You know, um, I, again, I'm a Gen Xer, but I do look at the millennials and I think, wow, this is such a different world. Um, one of the things I did as a Gen Xer, and I think that there's a lot of us out there, is I participated, and by the way, gang, this is on my Facebook page. You should go check it out. But one of the things I, I posted yesterday was that I went into a phase where personal and then spiritual development was very, very important to me. So I became like a full-time student of all the modern-day spiritual guru books. And I found that a lot of it was teaching me to be softer or be more feminine, get more in touch with my feminine side. And I don't know why, but I chose to really, really take it on. And it affected me dramatically. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of those. I still love reading Eckhart Tolle books and blah, 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 blah. But... I also, as a man, which was, I was in the minority of people participating in those programs. Right. I really, really, I felt like I kind of changed partially into a woman. And um, it I ended up being very unhappy. Um, I also gave up a lot of the things that I had my male identity built in. Things like my high income, things like, honestly, wearing a suit. I stopped wearing suits for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave up the car that I really liked because I overbought into these concepts that these were false identifiers of who I was and they were just ideas of what a man should be and that they didn't really work for me. But interestingly enough, as I gave them up, I became seriously depressed and fewer women were attracted to me except for the women that wanted me to carry their purse or walk their dog. And it's been a very interesting experience. Have you heard that from other people? Have you heard from other people that, um, you know, they probably are a real man when they start, but then they get into some sort of uh, personal development program and become yeah. less manly. The really great thing about all of this is what you're describing is learned behavior. Absolutely. The, the brainwashing was very effective during women's lib days, that the sexes are the same. It's, it's probably the number one lie that women tell is that the sexes are the same. So the good thing is, because it's learned behavior, it's my opinion that it could be unlearned. Yeah. Because you are inherently, through your DNA, through your biology, you are inherently a man. So you have certain um, functions and behaviors that come naturally to you. So it's not to say you can't cross over and do feminine things or softer right. things or, or more emotional things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But again, it goes down to choice. It's like <laughs> if the person has choice to cross that divide, one, and actually it really is a divide. It's in our brain. There's two sides of the brain, left side, right side. There's a bridge in the middle. It's called corpus callosum. <laughs> and you a man can switch from the emo side to the logical side and and back again. Mm -hmm. If you have the choice, I have no problem with it. But to just be blindly brainwashed into thinking that women's way is the only way and the best way, that's craziness to me. Yeah, it's interesting. Because you know what? It's a slap in the face to Mother Nature. It's my opinion that Mother Nature is not stupid. If if we were the same, there would only be, be one sex. There's two sexes for a reason. Well, so now it's funny. I was not planning on asking you this question. I hadn't even thought of it when I knew you were going to be on my program. But so how does this play into homosexuality in your opinion? Um, you know, I have a lot of men who are homosexuals who write to me. And I and I ask them the same question. It's like, you know, did, did my uh, book produce any value for you? And they say, absolutely, it produces value. And I said, how so? And they said, well... Even in our relationship, there's always got to be one person that's the male dominant person and one person that's the softer person. So it's the same set of rules apply. Now, it's not that uh, genetics dictated that, you know, they, they, uh, but the same principles do apply. Hmm. So, in other words, you can't have two people leading the dance. You can't have two people being the alpha dog. You know, you have to have a, a sender and a receiver, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, or a <laughs> pitcher and a catcher. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, so really the yin-yang thing plays out in, in any relationship, regardless yeah. of whether it's uh, man, woman, yeah. two men, two women. Right. Very interesting. Let's jump to something I know people would like to hear more about. Um, you have in your book 
10 ways to get your goddess. I, I don't love the word goddess, but I get what you're talking about. You're basically saying the woman of your dreams. Right. Uh, 10 ways. And I picked out a few of these because... Okay. Um, Before you get started, the the book isn't entirely based on that. It's The reader can use oh, my yeah. tactics for anything from a one-night stand all the way to goddess material, and she's the love of my life, and everything in between. So don't take it as I'm only, you know, promoting relationships, promoting relationships yeah. and marriage. No, you can, you know, pick and choose you what know, you want to use. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that's a, a really good point. And by the way, I'm the same way. I, what I really promote is anybody who's out there in the dating world or the relationship world, figuring out what it is they want and then communicating with the people they're interacting with. I think people would be a lot happier if they understood it was okay to want to date. It's okay to want to have sex and maybe not be in a relationship, but the key is really know that about yourself and then communicate with the people. Because I also know you have another section in here about where women always think it's about the relationship. And right. while we're not going to go into that right now, um, I do know that a big part of the reason is because a lot of times guys will manipulate women by leading them to believe there's a relationship in order to get the short-term satisfaction of right. sex. So, But anyway, 10 ways to get uh, whatever it is that you want in your relationship. And, you know, the number one you just said was passion for life. And to me, when I saw that, like, in fact, it's happening now, I kind of get goosebumps because Aww. I think that's what happened to me. I sort of lost that passion for life in my interpretation ah. of the education that I was getting. Again, it wasn't the education's fault. It was my interpretation of it, but I really lost touch with my passion for life. And I'm confident that that is why I went through this period of women being a lot less attracted to me. Yeah. So I thought that, that was cool. And then every one of your 10 seemed to kind of come back to that. It is about um, passion, knowing what you want, um, Effort, so going out and getting what you want, and confidence. I mean, it sounds like this confidence thing. It's almost like confidence and manly are synonymous. Would you they say are. that? They are. That's the number one. I have a formula in the book, and and that is if you do the oh, following four, four C's, traits, right? my, my four C's, and number one on that list is confidence. Hmm. That uh, overwhelmingly, that's what women want. So don't listen to what she says go by her reactions to how you present yourself to her. And and overall, you know, she wants somebody that's confident. Like I say, in the event of distress or a catastrophe or whatever, she wants to know that you're going to step up to the plate and, you know, swim her to shore or whatever the, the situation calls for. Real quickly, how much time do we have left, guys? Okay, I'm going to start this and then yeah. we might... So let's talk about this confidence thing. And now let's take it from relationship to sex. Yeah. Because... This is a real life experience I had. Um, somewhere I was taught that the way a woman wants to have sex is she wants to be made love to, she wants the back of her neck to be kissed, she wants it to be soft. And I have had relationship partners say, fuck me. Give just it get, to me. Just like, do it. Why are you being so nice? And I was like, ah, look, I, I am trying to figure this out. I was taught one way, and now a woman I love and this is not a woman that I was just sleeping with it was a woman mm -hmm. in a relationship saying it needs to be a little different Corey so how does that play over it what is your uh, opinion of taking that confidence and having it manifest in sexual behavior good question you know how you were saying um, you know with the with the men it was a, a choice you you decided to go down this path with the spiritual leaders and what have you yeah. I think with women and this probably started about 20 years ago Somehow or another, women decided that what they were doing was not okay. Shame and, and so, guilt about sexual and so, behavior. Yeah, and so right? then they decided to have sex like men. So just uh. like like I say that the negative behaviors that men currently do, you can unlearn those behaviors. Well, a lot these are not inherent female behaviors, but women decided that I'm just going to f just like a guy. So that's where that that started from hmm. it's not inherent it's learned behavior they learn that because they couldn't figure out how to do it in a more interactive way very interesting and again I'm gonna blame blame women's lib a lot of you know it was the highest divorce rate in our history and a lot of the the young women did not have the dominant father figure in their life divorced or not they didn't yep. have it in so there, there's the women no didn't or the men didn't? the women the young okay. women also didn't so these men many men were many of these husbands were banned from their children's lives so you know back in the day your Very dad taught the daughter how to oh well this is what you look out for and this is what is really on a guy's mind and wow. this is how you judge character and this is how you you know all these 
20 qualities that the dads would impart to the daughters, that all went out the window. Oh so women today really don't know how to have sex. They're having sex just like a guy, which is, bang, you know, bam, bam, let's get wow. it over with. Very interesting. We're talking about mastering women. We're talking about mastering relationships. We're talking about love. We're talking about sex. Uh, what's your experience? Feel free to tweet me at Corey Jenkins. You're also welcome to call in. I sometimes forget 855-878-4652. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Coming right back with Linda Gross. She's the author of Mastering Women. And her website is themensadvocate.com. What's happening? This is your man Money B from Digital Underground inviting everyone to join me for my new show, The Going Way Back Show with Money B, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here on T Radio V. Join me, Ty Teasy, and DJ Always to give you your favorite hip hop from back in the day. Right here on T Radio V. <laughs> Hello, I'm Christina Foten from Playing It Forward at T Radio V every Friday at 1 p.m. That would be Pacific Standard Time. I'm going to tell you we're going to be in the trenches looking for people that are not paying it forward. And if they don't pay it forward, ah, yes, yes. What do you have to say about this? This is horrible for people to pay it forward. Tune in at T Radio V and we will help you figure it out before you get the axe. What's up, y'all? It's E Don. And I'm Dave Pink. And we are the hosts of the Real Talk Show that airs every two You so serious? <laughs> real life, real topics, real subjects. Shop Talk, Diva Pink. Yes. Real people. Taking over. Your Which homie Don Juan providing the vibe. Oh, yeah, he does every week. Oh, man, we What's need y'all to tune Juan? in every Tuesday, 6 p.m. to 7. T-Radio V. Radio and TV. It is radio. Radio and TV. <laughs> You're crazy. Let's do another one. Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV. Hey, uh, wow, my voice just went out. Hey, everyone, I am Corey Jenkins. I'm in Hollywood, California. We're in the last segment of our program today, but I've been speaking with Linda Gross. And was, we went to break. We were actually talking about sex, which I think was really interesting. And I wish that we could focus the rest of the conversation on that, but I want to spread it around a little bit. So I just want to tell you real quickly that one of the tips that Linda gave me is she said... Um, it's very important to recognize that one of the primary differences between men and women is that men are typically visual. Women are auditory. So men, that is one of her tips to you about really connecting with a woman is recognizing. Sexually. Yeah, connecting with a woman sexually is through her auditory senses. Right. Um, and and I, there's some tips in the book on how to do that, actually. Perfect. So go yeah. look at that. Um, that is something that I have learned through experience and I found it to be successful as well. The other thing in here I want to really focus on, because guys, this is fascinating, and uh, women, I don't know if you want us to know this, but Linda has revealed a secret here, and this is around uh, the happiest day in a woman's life. I'm going to really quickly paraphrase, and then Linda, I'm going to ask you to sure. expand. Basically, in Linda's book, I read that it's all about the day she gets to have children. That is the happiest day. So if you back out a step, what's the happiest day before that? Well, it was getting married to you, and the step before that is getting into a relationship with you. But guess what? It all seems to lead to having children. And when I read this, I thought, ah, I'm kind of disappointed if this is true because I think the relationship I've been looking for is the one where the woman wanted me as bad as she wants to have kids. No. And you're just no. saying it's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying never. <laughs> but it's But I'm just saying the biological drive is for her to pop out a kid. It's it's. It's such a big secret. I mean, men and women don't want to believe this when I say it. I don't because but I, I yeah. the, the, the way I convince the person that what I'm saying is correct and true is she wants to pop out a kid to the same degree that you I want, want sex. sex. So once you understand that, I mean, you can't 
you know, have her ask you, gee, Corey, you know, I, that, you know, I really don't want you to have sex. You know, maybe if we do it like once every couple of months, that's really like all I want. That's not going to fly with you because that's great, your core drive. Yeah. That, that's, that's who you are. So you have to release. It's not like, you know, it's not like you have a choice about, about it. Your hormones are forcing you to release, whether it's release in her or release through masturbation. Yep. You have to. It's an edict. Well, the same goes true with regard to her popping out a kid. Now, a lot of people will say, oh, Linda, you're full of, you know what, this is not true. I've had a lot of women who say, oh, yes, Corey, you know, I really don't want kids at this time either. Still, it's like I say, a lot of this stuff is subconscious. It's driven by DNA and hormones and biology. So it's not even under her control. So don't even listen to what she's saying. You know, I love the way you matched these up. So men and women, if you're out there, imagine that. Because as a man, I can, when you said that, I can literally imagine what it's like when I feel driven towards sex. Yeah. And it overcomes me. So if that is the same experience that a woman is having, which is really a great way to point it out because I don't have that drive. So as a human, regardless of my gender, I tend to project what it is that I want onto others. And I also think that's why men and women in like their teenage years get really confused because men don't understand that women aren't having the same feelings about sex. Right. Um, and then later on, men don't understand that women are really biologically driven to have children. And it, it's, it's, it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to feel it. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's fascinating. And to yeah, those it's, two. It's, it's biological. So the reason why men are driven to sex is for the continuance of the species. Like if I now lowered men's sex drive by 50%, probably in a couple of generations, we'd be extinct. I mean, that's how important it is. And by the same token, it's a two-way street. The man has to have the sex drive and the female has to pop out the kid. So if she all of a sudden tomorrow, if I reduce the hormone that that creates that, that drive, that push to pop out a kid... Um, you know, then women wouldn't be having children. So again, that leads to extinction, you know, after a few generations of that behavior. So So there's a biological reason why things are the way they are. Now, the good news is, because I know a lot of guys don't want to hear this. The good news is, and you're going to have to pick up the book to find find out the specifics of it. There are four exceptions to the rule. Oh, so I there, am going to so look So there for are that. four <laughs> types of women to where the the drive to pop out a kid is sort of put on the back burner and you can be with those four types of women if you only just want sex that you don't want to want to have kids right now. Very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So it's almost as if the universe itself is set up for perfect balance and really what causes so much emotional distress and relationship turmoil is our belief systems, i.e. resistance to the natural way that the, the universe right. is set up. It's, right. it's, it's all these philosophies and teaching and preaching that, oh, you shouldn't want this or you should want this or that that gets in the way of us being who we are. You were mentioning spirituality earlier, and one of the best ways to actualize and to be spiritual is acceptance. And with acceptance is you see things for how they are. The what is, if you, in spiritual land, it's called what is. Rather than interpreting it as what shoulda, coulda, woulda been, which is just crazy making. So, you know, the minute you step off that crazy making train to look at how it is, it's almost like you've got the key to the the door that unlocks the door. Then you have then you have choice, then you have control because you you understand the situation for what it is. You don't have to accept it at that point. You have options, and those options will be will reveal themselves to you. But if you keep saying, "Oh, well, I asked my girlfriend. I don't want to have kids, you know, in the next two years or whatever," and she says, "Oh, honey, I'm on the birth control. It's fine." You're you're headed for trouble because it's it's not going to work out that way. Ninety five percent of the time, it's not going to work out that way. You're going to have an accident. Well, you know, it, this, it's. A- an interesting topic to end on today because we could really easily sort of bridge into that 
spiritual philosophical world and i would probably ask the question and i think i will ask it but then i'll maybe ask you to tweet with me about it because we're yeah. literally out of time here but would be identifying the difference in something that you see and accept versus something that you see and you decide to change uh you know because i've heard the other side of that philosophy as well but we'll have to take that on either uh online I'd be happy or to. but i do want to take a couple of minutes here at the end just to make sure you know where you can get linda's uh materials if you did just join us but first of all it's linda gross uh she is the author of um, Mastering, Mastering Women. Mastering Women, my bad. And also, that, by the way, you have a new book the, for women. It's the definitive guide for the, those are, of you who are offended by the title. It's the definitive guide to understanding and being confident and effective with women. Yeah, which is a great So subtext. it's not, uh, you know, the word mastering it has... It sound like you're going to manipulate or right, take advantage the, of. You know, there's two definitions of the word mastering. One is slavery, which is, that's not what I'm advocating. I'm not advocating domination here. The other definition of mastery is uh, being an expert. So that's what the book is about, being an expert with women. Very cool. And if you like Linda's style, but you're a woman and you want to hear what she would, uh, how she would give advice to women, she has a brand new book called Hitched, which I'm sure they can get on the Amazon.com. Okay, yeah. Yeah, on Amazon, but also you can Hitched get in 90 there. Days or Less. Hitched in 90 Days or Less. All so cool. All the sabotaging things that women so do cool. to prevent them from, from having men come forward. That is uh, amazing. In fact, I'll probably read that too, just to get some yeah. perspective. But um, I want to sincerely thank you for coming into the studio today being open about what you have experienced, sharing what you learned after interviewing 20,000 men, yeah. and hopefully giving us an opportunity to share something with the audience out there. Uh, it's important to me that you're entertained by this show, but it's also important to me that you get to see something and hopefully go, hmm, how would that work in my life? So take everything that you hear in this program, whether it's me or it's Linda or one of my celebrity guests, and apply it to you by saying, would that work in my life? Is that a good fit for me? Or maybe it's not, but really this is about demonstrating conversations. It's about stimulating you to figure out what works best in your life. And I think today was just another perfect example of that. My thanks to you, Linda Gross. Be sure to check out her website, themensadvocate.com. You are watching T-Radio V, radio and TV.